Hello, hello, hello out there, and welcome again to another episode of The Styles Files. I'm your host, I'm your boy, Alan Styles, and thank you for tuning on in. Man, a lot has happened since the last time I got on here. Uh, you know, work has been crazy. Didn't get to do a podcast last week, but I mean, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. I'm here now, uh, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Plenty, plenty, plenty to talk about today. I mean, um, sports, 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 and more sports. You know, we got NBA going. NBA is rolling. Uh, NFL is rolling. MLB playoffs are rolling. All the good stuff, man. All the good stuff. Uh, But I want to start with something. You know, typically I start with something a little bit more personal. So I want to start with... Um, it's kind of two part, right? So the first part of it is I'm just letting you guys all know right now that, uh, I don't know if you've ever realized this about me, but I can be a little long winded sometimes, you know, and you know, I finally have a place to put all of my thoughts, uh, when I go out and when I go to places and when I want to talk about something and that place is Yelp, man. I'm turning into a hardcore Yelper. It's just a release for me, right? It's just a release for me. And the thing is, You know, nobody probably reads my reviews because they're so dang long, but it makes me feel good, right? It makes me feel good. So, you know, yesterday we went to the athletic club in Oakland um, and I ended up doing a review on that because it's been a couple times that we've went and, you know, and I understand sports bars, you know, restaurant prices, but you don't get restaurant service. I get all that, but, you know, taking 30 minutes to get a vodka soda that's a little ridiculous to me right i I mean it's just ridiculous and then what when we call the server over you know she says yeah she's either said it's really busy or we're really busy and you know that led me to think about the fact that hearing that do you ever realize how ridiculous that actually sounds right like Literally, they're saying, hey, because we're successful right now, our service is going to suffer. And to thank you as a customer, you're going to get terrible treatment. Everything is going to take longer. Like, if you really think about that, because it's not just them, you know, you hear that all the time. But when you hear that, that's kind of crazy to me. You know what I mean? If I'm a if I'm a server, I would never say that because saying it's we're it's really busy or we're really busy, you're still kind of holding yourself accountable. To me, you saying that, that means that it's really busy, so you could have forgot to put in our drink ticket. So, you know what I mean? And and if I'm a manager, I would say, look, don't ever say that. Say we're understaffed. Put the ownership on us. You know what I mean? Because it's the World Series. You're a sports bar. Did you not expect to be busy? And listen, I didn't write a Yelp review after the first time because we went for the Warriors' first game. Um, And that was really, really crazy. But I'm like, okay, people are standing up, blah, 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 blah. This time we go, sure, it's not empty, but nobody is standing up. Everybody is sitting down, you know. So for them to say, hey, we're we're really busy, you know me at that point, because there was no thank you. In between it. There was no thank you in between it. So at that point, you know, I look around and I'm just like, really, is this is busy? She says, yeah, under her breath and walks away. 
And look, I've said this before on the show. I'm not a t- I don't tip based on prices, right? If I walk into a bar uh, with five or you know ten of my friends and I buy them all shots and it comes up to a hundred, you know, straight shots, right? Not no no mixed drinks, anything like that. And I and I and it, and the price comes up to I don't know, let's say a hundred bucks. I'm not going to tip that bartender the same way I would tip. Um, you know, a server when I go to a restaurant and the service was good and we had a full dinner, if it came up to the same price, I'm just, I, that's just me personally. A lot of people probably thinks that's um, not a good look, but hey, I tip based on, you know, the service. So yeah, yesterday it was about 75, 80 bucks and I gave him, I don't know, about a $5 tip. I'm not giving you 15, 20% for bar service. You know what I mean? Like it's bad enough the price, if the, the prices reflect the restaurant, but the service didn't, you know? So that's just crazy to me. I never really thought about that. Like literally saying, yeah, we're really busy right now. It's like, well, should I come back when you, when you're sucking? You know what I mean? Like, what am I supposed to do with that? So after hearing that, you know, that really confused me. Then on top of that, um, they charged me for Tito's when I never asked for Tito's. That's an extra two bucks each drink. And I'm like, look, the fact that I couldn't even tell I was drinking Tito's lets you know I don't really have expensive taste, right? And I wasn't going to go back and complain because I got places to be, you know? Um, But what I said in the Yelp review is that it's really similar to Bart for me because I got to take Bart either way. Whether Bart sucks or not, that's how I get to work, right? Athletic Club is the only sports bar in that area. So it's not that I'm not going to go back. It's just that, okay, you know, maybe this place is a little bigger than it needs to be. Maybe we should stay closer to the bar. Maybe we should just, you know, kind of do apps and get out of there. But really trying to sit down there for dinner. And they entice you because they have a full menu. But maybe that's just not the best look. Um, So if you're going to check out Athletic Club, just understand that, you know, it's going to take a while. If there are a couple people by you, they're going to say it's busy. Uh, for those reasons, I gave it three stars out of five on Yelp. Uh, for my ranking out of 10, I'll probably give it still a seven. It's still a cool place to go. But, you know, I went there last weekend um, with a couple buddies that I play basketball with, and it was a great time because all we were doing was drinking. But if you're trying to sit there or not be there for a long time, you should probably go somewhere else. Um, so enough about that. Let's get on into the sports and all the good stuff. Um, I want to start with Ohio State losing. I mean, not just losing. It really wasn't that close. And, you know, all I thought about when I was watching that game at Athletic Club, I was just thinking about the dominance that Alabama just has on everyone. And I think I know dominance because I went to De La Salle uh, which is a powerhouse high school for football. I didn't play football, but, you know, they had, I think it was 150, 151 wins in a row, um, you know, state championships year after year. They made a movie about us after they wrote a book about us, you know, so I know dominance. And look, you know, everybody would say about De La Salle, oh, you know, because we were a private school, and at the time, um, our league was public. So everybody would say, hey, you got you guys recruit. You guys recruit. That's how you get the best players. And it was like, look, I don't maybe back in the day we did, right? But once you have established dominance, 
People want to go there. We don't need to recruit. Now, sure, for some kids that, you know, might not have thought that they could afford it, uh, maybe Dale Sal, hey, said, you know, uh, you know, we have work-study programs, we have scholarships to figure out ways around that. But actually, you know, saying, you know, having to convince someone to go to De La Salle instead of the next closest school if they like football and they're good at football. I don't think there's much of a play there unless, I don't know, their brothers went to um, one of the rival high schools or something like that. So taking it back to Alabama, you know, I, I don't know how they do it, man. You know, you look at all the perks that all these colleges have, you know, and then you look at some of the deterrents, you know, you have weather, you have, it's really hard to get in some of these schools. And Alabama just year after year, you know, I I forgot who I was talking to about this, but it's literally like every other team has had a close call. Roll Tide! Clemson's supposed to be really good. Roll Tide! Georgia lost. Roll Tide! Ohio State lost. Every team that was supposed to be really good either has a close call or loss has Alabama even won a game by less than 10 like it's absurd and I don't and I think people are trying to build it up like there's actually going to be you know uh some competition when this thing all boils down to it but right now they look unstoppable you know and everybody's oh well who do they play it's like, well they play teams in the SEC you know they got good talent right they're not necessarily good teams right now but every week they're not playing chumps right I think they played chumps at like the first two games but they've been playing SEC teams right I mean it's just crazy man so watching Ohio State and you know I don't I kind of like Ohio State you know everybody has like those colleges that you like for absolutely no reason right I like Clemson no reason no connection I like Ohio State no reason no connection I don't really like Alabama just because They do win all the time. And again, I'm a Warrior fan. But Alabama been winning before the Warriors were good. You know what I mean? They've been winning forever, it it feels like. And there's just no stopping them. If anything, every year they get stronger. Bama's dynasty has just begun! You know, the last time when they lost um, to Clemson that year, they lost to one of the best quarterbacks in college football at that time and maybe in the last like 10 years in Deshaun Watson. So that's what it took. And I believe he played them twice. So that's what it took for them to lose. And right now it looks like it doesn't really matter who the other three teams are uh, in the playoff when it all comes down to it. Barring injury and even with injury, Alabama's, you know, uh, second team and third team would probably be better than some of the other teams out there. I just don't see anybody getting close to Alabama, but we'll see. We'll see. So now heading to the pro world, and that's a that's a, another good question and something I'm also interested in seeing is what happens with Tua because I don't think he can go out this year, but you know, I he doesn't look huge. I don't know how tall he goes. I know he's lefty, you know, shout out to the lefties out there. Um, but you talk to other people. Some people think he's – well, he's clearly electric in college. Some people think it'll translate. Some people think it won't. I don't believe Alabama has a great track record with uh, quarterbacks going into the league. So that is probably the most interesting thing about this whole, uh, you know, season. And I don't even think he can leave this year. Um So that'll be really interesting to see. All right. So moving to the pro world. Oh, man. I I said I wouldn't give the Raiders any more of, you know, 
my heart, my soul. And I have it. You know, Amari Cooper leaving did nothing for me, did nothing for me. And I'm not surprised. And look, everybody's talking about, oh, you know, Gruden's actually a winner. He got another first round draft pick. Now they have three next year. Cool. I mean, that's cool. You know, it's pretty clear now they're building for Vegas. And if you're, you know, I was just talking to a coworker, hey, you're going to go to the Niners Raiders game. It's like, I mean, it, it would be cool to go. It's going to be the last one ever, but. You know, it's it's tough. I mean, at least both teams are pretty bad, so the Raiders might get a win. But at this point, just keep losing. You know, just keep losing. Like, don't bother winning. Um, so I don't know what they're doing, man. And, and look, the Cowboys, I think they're getting a pretty good player in Amari Cooper. You know, I, I don't know who's to blame about what went wrong uh, in Raider Nation because obviously um, we never would have got John Gruden if, you know, they, the season that they had last year didn't happen or if it was more successful and Jack Del Rio was able to kind of keep that train rolling. Um, but I think Amari will be a good addition to the Cowboys. I mean, Cole Beasley can't be your number one receiver and expect to do much. And I like Cole Beasley. Like, I like too much sauce. I, I like all of it. You know, shout out. You know, I don't I think he's under six foot two. So shout out to all of us living living life out here. Um, so I love Cole Beasley, but he can't be your number one guy and expect to do Something And I think the Cowboys are also in a weird spot because they make this move. So are they all in this year? I think they just saw that the NFC East is wide open and they're going to take their chances. Um, but back to the Raiders, you know, I, I've been really hard on Derek Carr on this show and that's not really going to stop. But I will say this. I see what he's doing and I appreciate what he's doing. You know, Derek Carr, he goes out. And he says, um, I think he, he tweeted, I believe, yesterday, and he said something to the effect of, it's not popular to be a Raider right now, but, you know, us, the real ones, we're going to stick together. Something like that. Cool, Derek. You know what I mean? Really cool. Um, and I understand what he's doing. Look, he still might get traded, but it's a good look for him. You know, he's a character guy, uh, so it's it's kind of in his character to do that. You know, and also this is what annoyed me about it. Look, man, where was this when you guys were supposed to be winning, right? Like Marshawn Lynch is on IR. You lost Khalil Mack. You lost Amari Cooper. Where was this fire and passion last year? I also saw like pro football talk tweeted some article about Derek Carr crying and um, his brother hops on and replies to him or replies to them, you know, saying all these stats about like Derek's secret injuries nobody knew about. Then Derek hops on and he's like, you know, big bro, don't give him the time of day. So Derek is huffing and puffing. And you want to know why he's huffing and puffing? He's huffing and puffing because there's zero expectations. Where was this Derek Carr going into last season when they were expected to make a run. Now there's zero expectations. Now he's back to when he first got drafted. Anything he does positive is like, wow, look at him. He did so, he's doing so well. Where was this when you were supposed to win? And that's what I said going into last year. They hadn't played with expectations before. And look what happened. They didn't make the playoffs. Last year you had Marshawn Lynch. Last year you had Amari Cooper. Last year you had Khalil Mack. And you didn't do anything. You know, you didn't do anything. You didn't even make the playoffs. So now that you're, 
you probably won't be favored in another game. Now you're out here, hey, we got to rally together. With who? With who? And who's breaking the team apart, Derek? Can you answer that question for me? I'm not the GM. I'm not the head coach. The media's not uh, the management. The fans aren't the management. So who's tearing you apart? Nobody is tearing you apart besides your own internal management. So, I mean, I get what you're doing. You need to protect yourself, right, and protect your brand. And that's really what he was doing, right? He knows he could still get traded. He's heard it. Um, But where was this when you had the requisite pieces to make a run, you know, and the Chiefs didn't have Patrick Mahomes running around pretending like, you know, he's a combination of Brett Favre, John Elway, and throw another crazy quarterback in there too where was this when you had that opportunity and you squandered it sure wasn't he like injured for a game last year and probably came back too soon I don't care I don't care you know now you want to talk about this you can miss me with that you can miss me with that man and look I know you guys are probably thinking well why do you follow him if he annoys you I don't but I follow other Raiders stuff and he gets retweeted a lot okay gosh so enough about that Enough about that. It's time to get into some baseball talk. Um, And the World Series is rolling, man. Again, the last time we spoke, I had a prediction. And again, my prediction was incorrect. You know, I thought the Astros were rolling. Uh, Alex Bregman, you know, he's uh, on Instagram talking about, you know, the last time they hit homers off one of the pitchers. And he's mad that they didn't get prime time. Well, Breg, you had prime time. You had prime time, and you didn't get the W. You know, look, you're still the 2017 World Series champion. Nobody can take that away from you. But, hey, man, you know, the Red Sox are nothing to play with. And now that we'll see what David Price can do now that, you know, he got his win. He hopefully got his swagger back. And they got the win yesterday. And I'm a, and I'm a Giants fan, so, I mean, the Dodgers can lose every single game, you know, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not a Red Sox fan, but go Sox. You know, go Sox uh, until the World Series is over, and then I'm back to the Giants. And I think that that's how a lot of people feel. But it is interesting in the Bay Area, I mean, and it is interesting when you go to Athletic Club and you hear so many people cheering for the Dodgers. I'm like, okay, well, L.A.'s not that far. Are they actual Dodger fans or are they A's fans that want the Dodgers to win because they hate the Giants? So that's really interesting to me um, because it sounds like it was pretty loud in there yesterday for both teams, but it was really loud for the Dodgers. So... That's interesting to me as well. Um, But if I'm making a prediction, and why not? You know, I've been wrong the whole time. Um, I'm going to go Red Sox. You know, I'm going to go Red Sox. I think, and that's not just because they won uh, game one. I just think that, you know, they have kind of, it's kind of like what's interesting is it's the cold weather advantage versus the, uh, no DH advantage. I think they said that Mookie might possibly play second um, in L.A., so that might get a little spicy. But it's probably something he's done before. He's one of the best athletes in the league, so I don't think that would be much of a problem. Sure, he might not make the outstanding plays, but it's second base. You know what I mean? It, 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 that's not an indictment on that position, but it's not shortstop. It's not center field. You know, It's not catcher, so I think they'll be okay. Um, but yeah, let's get into some NBA talk now. LeBron, 
L.A. Braun is here and he is rolling. I mean, I'll tell you what, man. Every time I look uh, at the highlights, because I've only really watched one Laker game, but I mean, it just looks like that place is rocking. Like every time he does everything, like I would pay to go see a game in Los Angeles. And I'm not even a Laker fan because it's just like a party out there. Like every time someone's dunking, like people like the bench is going crazy. It is really similar to Oracle, I must say. Um, But, you know, it just looks like a madhouse. And then you look at the score and it's like, I don't know, it's like the second quarter, you know, like times when in normal basketball, and sure, it's the beginning of the season, but times when normal basketball games kind of hit a lull, right? Like right after halftime, things like that. They're going crazy no matter what. They don't have a win yet, but they're going crazy. And the NBA is probably jumping for joy right now because of how much craziness is going on as far as LeBron's concerned and the Lakers, you know? So, you know, that's really awesome to see, even though I'm not really a LeBron fan. I don't dislike LeBron, but, you know, he handed the Warriors an L, so, you know, I can't say I'm a LeBron guy, and I'm not really a Laker guy either, but it is really crazy and, you know, uh, really intriguing to watch. I will say that. So let's get into that L.A. Houston game because that game was crazy, man. You had punches, you had spit or spittle or whatever you want to call it. It was wild. And what's funny to me is that now there's this whole thing about Chris Paul's a bad teammate, blah, 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 blah. You got Big Baby coming out of the cuts saying he played with both of them. It's like, okay, Big Baby, like, cool, say relevant, bro. But anyway, the whole thing is that Rondo has been said that he's a difficult person. So who is Rondo to now say, um, you know, everybody thinks Chris Paul's a good guy. He's not a good guy. It's like, dude, you were the one that had to get traded a bunch of places because, you know, people thought you were a problem in the locker room. When you got added to the Lakers, everybody was asking about you and how, you know, how you were going to react to possibly sitting behind Lonzo and all these types of things. The Chris Paul stuff, like I know he has some weird stuff from his past where he's kind of tapped other players in the testicles, you know, and like weird stuff like that. But as far as like a leader and a teammate, I don't know. I mean, sure, I know Blake Griffin, there might have been some drama there, but there was nothing really glaring uh, throughout Chris Paul's career. And if it was, it was hidden really well. And my question would be, well, why was Chris Paul's stuff hidden really well, but Rondo's isn't? And now Rondo is, you know, trying to dig his way out of the situation when it's really like, dude, y'all just had beef. You know, you're both point guards. You just had beef together. So don't tell me, oh, everybody knows the league is blah, 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 blah. You just don't like him. Just say that, right? I love it when athletes just say, I don't like him. You know, like, hey, I don't like the Dodgers. Hey, I don't like the Yankees. Just say that. You know, don't try to make some conspiracy that nobody throughout the whole time Chris Paul has been in the league um, has been able to figure out that nobody really likes him. He's one of the best point guards we've ever seen and one of the best pure point guards of this generation. You know, so... Sure, that doesn't necessarily make him a good leader, but being a point guard is also being a leader. So I don't know what to do with the Rondo comments. You know, at the end of the day, 
he got his suspension. I think all the suspensions were a little off. Brandon Ingram, I mean, that fool came running from the bench, uh, jump punching and a bunch of crazy stuff. He was trying to score up with the refs. He was the most out-of-pocket one out of everybody. Uh, but but that kind of fell to the wayside after the Rondo and Chris Paul stuff happened, and now they're talking on social media. So the whole thing was pretty awesome to watch because – the fights and the scuffles, those are cool. But when you start seeing punches, that's when you're like, dang, I'm basically getting two sports for one. I got my basketball. I got a little bit of boxing. Brandon Ingram comes in. I got some MMA. I got some MMA. You know, I got some WWE. Uh, it's all going down. So, I mean, I know the league was literally salivating when they're watching that. They can't say that, but I know the truth. You know, I know the truth. Um, so that was... Awesome. It was really, really awesome. Uh, But now, man, to close, you know, I got to get personal again because I feel like I finally am officially uh, a member of my apartment complex. And this is why. You know those movies where the people above you are just really loud and obnoxious and uh, you got to take something and knock the top, right? I never really thought I would ever end up having to do that. But I did. I did. You know, I think I've mentioned before that, hey, we'll take having loud neighbors over having, you know, Mickey Mouse in the house and all these little rodents running around from our last apartment. But now it's starting to get pretty bad. And here's the worst thing about what they're doing or what they've been doing. It's the same songs. They play music and they play the same songs over and over and over and over again. I don't understand. And you know what song it is? It's that stupid Maroon 5 song that's not even new anymore. It's played off like, ooh, 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 for you. Ooh. I get it, all right? How are you this late on a song? How are you still listening to the same song? I don't understand it. And you know what's funny is, I know exactly what they're doing. You know when you really love a song and, you know, you're listening to it so much, you listen to other songs for a break? You know what I mean? You're like, dang, I've been listening to this song over and over again. I'm going to listen to a different song to kind of give it a break. That's exactly what they'll do, they're doing. They'll play it, play it, play it, play a different song, and go right back to it. Tell me, tell me if you love me or not, love me or not, love me or not. We've already gone up there twice. We've gone up there twice. Uh, we told our property manager... Basically, there's a situation where they're there through a church and they don't really live there, a.k.a. they don't really give a crap about what we're doing. Clearly, they don't work a nine to five. You know what I mean? Because that's what we told them. We said, look, I don't care if you're slapping music, but before 8 a.m. on a weekday or a weekend for that matter, because people like to sleep in and after 10, 30, 11 o'clock on a weeknight, that's just not that's just not a good look. And it's like, I understand we signed up for, you know, the first floor and we signed up to live in a co- apartment complex, but that, but so did you, you know what I mean? Whatever your situation is, it's not just you there hanging out. You know what I mean? So the first couple times we went to them, they said, cool, cool. You know, sorry about that. Blah, 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 blah. A couple nights ago, they're doing it again. And it's clearly 11 o'clock. I took my bat from, uh, I bought a bat when I first 
graduated and I was, you know, missing baseball. I'm like, I got to join a, I got to join a rec league. That, that ended very shortly. I struck out on every pitch because every pitch was 20 miles per hour slower than what I was used to. I guess that's a humble brag. I don't know. I look like an idiot, but anyway, still have the bat brand new. And I just took it and just started banging the top of the ceiling as hard as I could without thinking that I would dent the ceiling because I want the security deposit back whenever we leave. And it stopped. And I was like, dang, out of all the, you know how you see things in movies all the time? And you're like, dang, that actually worked. It actually worked. They're still playing the music, but at least it's lower now. And I said, now we have a thing to do. Maybe they understand that. Maybe they understood that. They clearly did, or they were scared either way. So every time I hear, ooh, 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 I'm banging. I'm banging the top. I don't care. Even if it's not, even if it's not after 11, I don't care. I'm going to abuse that power from now on. And because also you ruined that song for me. I like the song. I like Maroon 5. I like Adam. I like SZA was in it too. Now I can't even listen to the song anymore. Now you're affecting my personal life. Now I'm tired from staying up listening to the song. Now, whenever it comes on, I have to think of you. That's all the time I got for y'all today. Thanks for checking in with your boy, with your bizzle. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. And until next time, be safe, be well, be wise. Peace.